Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis, and I'm joined. I just forgot what the. <laughs> I'm a bit flustered. We just sat down. We had to run in here, and Mina overran. And I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Aside from being flustered. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. How but, are you? I mean, you literally just said. I'm flustered. Yeah, I'm over it now. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right then. How was your weekend? It. Well, it was very good. I got to see you, buddy. I, oh, yeah, that's right. Do you know what? Wrestle that's, Kingdoming. Feels like a long old time ago now for some reason, even though it was literally two days ago. But yeah, we were here on Sunday reviewing uh, Wrestle Kingdom. What a show it was. I still haven't seen Ibushi, Okada, or Osprey Takahashi, and it's eaten away at me. And I had, I had the chance to watch it last night. My lady partner was delayed getting home. Mm-hmm. But I watched the John Mulaney comedy special on Netflix instead, huh. which I wholeheartedly recommend. He's done a Sesame Street-style kids show yeah. made by adults. Okay. So it's him hanging out with a load of kids. Yeah. But it's really overproduced. They'll go into a musical number and have all these weird skits in between. And it's quite sad. <laughs> <laughs> like It'll just, like... They'll be talking about how to count to the number 10 or why algebra is so good. Mm. And then it will cut to just a sort of interatron shot of one of the kids against a, a backdrop. And John Mulaney is saying, so what is your biggest fear? And the kid will go, dying in my sleep. <laughs> it's not for everyone. No. I got a, I, it sparked joy in me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out as Ollie's recommendation of the day. Do you know what my recommendation of the day is? Probably something about people completing video games really fast. Well, it is actually games. I've seen it yeah, it, in the background. It is awesome games done quick uh, week. Uh, they've already had some great games on there. Is currently. it always the first week of the year? I well, thought it was. Le- I, I imagine it to be an April time. Thing. Well, they they do awesome games of the year in January, and then summer games done. Sorry, ah. awesome games done quick in January, and then summer games done quick um, in sort of July time. I think. Um, but actually, no, that's not my recommendation of the week. Oh. My recommendation of the week is Under Consultation, the Games Master retrospective podcast, which launched today. Uh. <laughs> 
He's worked in a cheap plug. I have worked in a cheap plug for my own podcast, my own brand new show, the hashtag other content that I've been teasing for for a few months now. It is finally here. I, I, I do want to listen to it. I do want to get started on it. But I just I feel like I need to know about video games being turned into movies first. <laughs> and I haven't got a, a resource that fills that gap. I'm actually, I mean, it's, I've plugged that book a couple of times <laughs> on the podcast that I'm on under consultation. But also, like, because I'm, we're, you know, going all the way back to 1992, 1993 sees the release of Super Mario Brothers and Double Dragon, 94 Street Fighter, 95 is Mortal Kombat. I've got another avenue to plug my book mm. that no one bought. Yeah. So well, I still get my very sad residual checks for that. I bought one. I know. Well, I know you did. People bought them. I know. But I get my very sad residual checks for like minus $12. Don't. Every do, six minus months. Minus $12. I've, I've told you this before. So my first residual check was for 68 bucks. Nice. And my second one was for minus $12. And then I just get them every now because it's just um, retailers sending the book back. It's oh. They're sending back unsold stock. Mm. So essentially, do you remember that bit in Iron Man and Partridge when his book gets pulped? <laughs> That's effectively what's going to happen. I will bounce back. I will have the last laugh. The last laugh. But until then, my book is going to get pulped. Oh, well, <laughs> think of it as not the book not connecting with readers, because it definitely does when they get it in their hands. Think of it as a, a bad publishing deal. The man screwed you over, Luke. Yeah. Do you know what else screwed me over? I haven't actually told this story yet. Oh, dear. My New Year's. Ooh. So I had a lovely New Year's. Right, I went round to uh, my friend's house down in Lewis. It was very, very lovely. I've been to Lewis. We had, uh, I discovered, so I, I was working New Year's Eve, as you well know. I was reviewing the bonkers Lana Lashley wedding angle. Was that right? Yeah. Yeah? What joy. Yeah, that was last Monday, so Tuesday would have been New Year's Eve. It's, it feels like it's God, been a that, long that, year already. That, yeah, that feels way long ago. Yeah. But um, so anyway, so I reviewed that episode. Then I, I went home and I got through the door and I got changed and I left. So I was at home for like 10 minutes before we were jumping into the car to travel down to Lewis. And I just threw on a shirt and a bow tie. And I was like, cool, we're ready to go. And then my wife, beautifully glamorous as she always is, just absolutely a stunning vision, said, do I look 1920s enough? And I was like, <gasps> why? <laughs> and she goes, it was a 1920s themed party. And I was like, is it? And she was like, yeah, you had the invitation. And I was oh, like, dear. I didn't read it. Yeah, who reads the invitation? You're just like, okay, yeah. I'll come. When's the date? Sure. Sure. That's when's, all you when's take the time? from it. All I'm thinking is, there's a Lana Lashley wedding that I've got to. Mm. Uh, that I, that's what I'm really invested in. It should have been Lana Lashley wedding themes. I know. And if to be honest, anything. I didn't actually pick up on why we were having a 1920s themed party until like midway through the evening where I was like, oh, because we're heading into 2020. Mm. Right. Okay. I've now picked up on why we're doing this theme. A hundred years. Yes. But anyway, so I've discovered this far too late too late for me to change now or to sort something else so i'm like and then about an hour into the journey uh, i suddenly said to I, I said to my i was like am i gonna look like a knob am i gonna look like a knob because i've not dressed for the occasion how many people were at this party was it a huge great gatsby style event with hundreds no. of people where you you just look awful if you're not dressed up or is it like six and eight six to six, eight friends 16 Ooh, I would say no, that's too many. I would say maybe fourteen people uh, were no, you there. Would have stuck out, and and yeah, absolutely, I would have done. But anyway, a smaller number would have been in your favour, I think. Yeah, but so we're driving down. I looked down at my um, my dashboard, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to stop and get petrol. 
I think we could probably get there on this tank, but I'd rather just stop and do it now. Why take the risk? Why take it's the risk? It's just going to be exactly. a stress for, for five minutes of filling up or all that stress. Yeah. So pull into a service station, get out, get the little nozzle to, to pump it full of petrol, put the nozzle in, press go full force as you always do. Oh, no. Kick back. And it just went. And all this petrol spat oh. out and went all over me. Are you sure you're not in a 1980s John Candy movie? I got sprayed by petrol. Oh, and you're flammable. You're, <laughs> you were a fire hazard in that moment. So I was like, well, I mean, this has never happened to me before. So I was like, I don't know what to do now in this situation. So I carried on filling up the car. Petrol famously easy to remove from clothes. And so then finished filling up the car, got... Um, you know, and I went to go into pay and I asked for some napkins. And she was like, oh, did you get hit by the uh, the pump? Yeah, it's not very good, that one. <laughs> well, put a sign on it, love. That's what I thought. Anyway, so then I went into the toilet to try and like, because it went on my arm. Mm. So like, which was it was exposed. So it was what exposed skin. What color was the shirt? It was dark blue. Okay. Um, and, I was wearing, and I was wearing black colored. jeans. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, maybe I'll get away with it. But it was very smelly. Oh, of course. The stench. The stench. And so then I, I'd like try to wipe down my shirt, try to wipe down my jeans as best mm. as I could when you're in a service station toilet. And then got into the car, told my wife this story. She thought it was quite funny. I went silent for a, a little while while I was just a bit annoyed. Angry Luke. Ang I've seen him. It's very rare that Angry Luke comes out, but you do just go very quiet. It's very quiet. Mm. And um, I could just smell petrol. That's oh. all I could smell. And then, then I thought to myself, maybe it's just me. <laughs> Maybe I can smell the petrol because I'm sat in my clothes. Yeah. But my wife sat next to me in the passenger seat. Maybe she doesn't. So I just said, do I smell like petrol? Oh, no. And she was like, do you want the honest answer? And oh, I said, no. <laughs> so I said, yeah, I do smell like petrol, don't I? So I arrive for this 1920s themed party. And the first thing I have to say is, can I have a shower? <laughs> and I'm very sorry, but I'm going to have to put my pajamas on. No. Because I didn't have a change of clothes. And my clothes Was it that bad? My clothes stank of petrol. Oh. And I then had to ask my friend's mum if I could use her washing machine so I could try and wash my clothes. It was round your friend's parents' house. Oh yeah. Oh that's <laughs> even worse. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And But sometimes mums love that. They I, I have got by on many of weddings, as you know. Yeah. By endearing myself to people's mums and they do my ironing. I played it off as a very charming thing. Yeah. And I'm, you know, like we do it here at WrestleTalk, when we make a mistake, just lean into it. Oh, yeah. Lean into it and own that mistake. Because I wore my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pajamas all evening. That's 1920s themed. <laughs> and my favorite thing about this is because everyone else is kind of doled up to the nines apart from me <laughs> in my PJs. I kept my bow tie on over my Dungeons and Dragons nice. t-shirt. Um, and, you know, partway through the evening, someone brought up the story. In fact, actually, it was my friend's parents brought up the story. And someone at the party was like, oh, is that why you're wearing pajamas? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I didn't just come to this party and be like, I've put my pajamas on, by the way. <laughs> oh, Luke, with these pop culture references, I'm <laughs> sure this works out somehow. I know. I'm not nerdy enough to get how this works in a 1920s theme. So, yeah, that was my uh, my New uh. Year's uh, disaster, so to speak. But, you know, I've got these jeans. I'm wearing them now. They don't smell of petrol, so it did work out. My watch smelled for like about a week or those times. I've only been able to put that back on. Anyway, let's get into the main show, shall we? Because there were a couple of big returns. Well, there was one big return and not so big. Well, <laughs> you mean, well, there was one big return. Yep. And Sarah Logan. Anyway, here is the show. <laughs> 
Okay, first off was, of course, Sarah Logan. I mean, yeah, let's talk about the big let's, one first. Let's kick off with Sarah. Uh, it was, uh, what, what's the best word to describe it? I said unceremonious oh, in yeah, my she, review. She didn't get an entrance. This was all about Charlotte Flair. This was a... I, I've got kind of conflicted thoughts on this episode of Raw. I thought it started off hot, and then it had what felt like five hours worth of squash <laughs> matches, of which this was a part of. And it was Charlotte Flair essentially was walking down to the, you know, we saw her walking backstage and we're like, oh my God, it's the best person in the world. Charlotte Flair is coming out for a match. And it was a match against Sarah Logan. I was expecting this to be a short squash match. But it wasn't. What it ended up being was Sarah Logan showing a new character? Question mark? Well, she, you don't want to beat her, do you? (laughs) That will make her look bad. Yeah. So you just have her get beaten up by Charlotte outside of the confines of a match. Very decisively. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the, how you get people over. This was, un, that's an actual brilliant word to say, it was unceremonious. Mm. So, yeah, Sarah Logan hasn't been seen on Raw since July. I personally thought she was the be- well, actually, no, Ruby Riot's the best member of the Riot Squad. I think she's very, very good. But then it was Sarah Logan. Yes. And so, like she got so over with the live crowd, with us on that WrestleMania 35 pre-show Women's Battle Royal. Loved it. And she was honestly great. And we were so excited. We, we even thought she might win, but it was Carmella, wasn't it, who threw Carm- her out? Yeah, it, was, it came down to her, Sarah Logan, and Asuka. Yeah, or Sonya Deville had a really good no, show. Oh, that's right, too. it was Sonya Deville. That's right. It, so it was um, Sarah Logan and so- uh, Sonya Deville... And Asuka, I think, were the final three. And then I think Asuka wins and Carmella comes in and trips over at the end, which yeah. obviously led to loads of storylines. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, off the back of that, I always thought they were very good. But that proved to me that they do have what it takes to, to be an upper mid-carder in the women's division. She deserves better. Yeah. Uh, but no, there was no entrance. It was just, here is Charlotte Flair, cut to the ring, and there's, oh, yeah, Sarah Logan's already in there. Yeah. Luckily, I mean, gonna... the security guards didn't try and tackle her. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It was either going to be her or Natalia. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or, well, no, no, no. It could just be a random person. That's what Charlotte Flair's been doing for the last four or so weeks. Here's Diana Perazzo from NXT. Here's a little video package. Oh, get excited about her. Charlotte Peter. Here is Chelsea Green making her main roster debut. Get excited about her. No, Charlotte Peter. And then here's Sarah Logan coming back. I love Charlotte Flair. I think she's excellent. I prefer her much more as a heel. Mm-hmm. But this is just like, this is not doing any favours for her. But I, don't, I think you can say that for a lot of people on Raw at the moment because I, I, Paul Heyman's <laughs> is loving these squash matches, but he's doing it for everyone. Mm. So, like, how can Eric Rowan stand out from uh, Eric Rowan's squash matches stand out from Drew McIntyre's squash matches, or stand out from um, or the other squash, Alistair Black's squash match, or stand out from Charlotte Flair's squash match? And like, I know they've all got their own separate gimmicks, but they're all just winning squash matches. Look, I actually loved this episode of Raw. I don't know if it was the two-week break. <laughs> I, this tends to happen. And it's I, actually it, only one week. You missed one episode. You're right, yeah. It's, uh, it felt like longer. <laughs> uh, it, and, and this has happened enough now where I know it is a trend in my own head where I really enjoy the first episode of Raw I watch after a week off. Yeah. So there's definitely something there. But I... So, yeah, there are too many squash matches. But when that was happening at the end of last year, and it happened a lot, I found them repetitive. Here, I almost saw them as just background dressing for the angle. 
I felt like all those segments that you just ran through had something in addition to, oh, it's just a squash match. It's actually a bit of storyline progression or a little bit of a character mm-hmm. change. So I didn't so much mind it. Plus, we were spoiled for wrestling in the first hour of the show. Well, that's why I sort of got conflicting. Because I agree. Because mm-hmm. I think there were too many squash matches. But at least they had something to them. But when it got to... Um, when Alistair Black came out for another squash match, I did go, oh, come on. Like, let's let's move on, shall we? Mm-hmm. Let's try and do something other than more squash because we just it was a huge block yeah like if you had done um the ray andrade match then done a couple of squash matches and then done the street profits tag match and then a couple of squash matches the show would have felt more balanced but you did that excellent wrestling right at the start and then an hour and a half of squash matches and then your main events you're totally right there's there's a much more effective way to pace that show exactly yeah uh but with sarah logan here the match never got started. Charlotte just came down to the ring. Sarah attacked her. She's tweeted since, I'm done with wrestling. Which, oh, you've got you've to respect us for not making a thumbnail out of that. I don't know, we just leave that to rustalk.com. We, we thought about it. <laughs> it was so tasty. But she's obviously talking about being done with the sort of niceties of wrestling. She's going to be a brawler, be a fighter. That's what I got from that tweet. Granted, yes. But let's not discount all the stuff that Liv was tweeting uh, before her return. I don't think they're going to put Sarah Logan in a lot of storyline <laughs> anytime soon. All I'm saying is that, like, I kept saying uh, when we did the, the Lana episode last week, the, the wedding angle, mm. me and Pete both said, I honestly don't know where this Sister Abigail thing came from. And then a, a lot of people got in touch with me being like, because Liv was tweeting that she was going to be Sister Abigail and she was doing all of this stuff. And then it turned out it was this. So I think people running their own angles on Twitter doesn't Mm. always correlate to this is what creative has planned for your next week's Raw. Definitely, definitely. Uh, But the, yeah, so that's Logan's new character. She beat Charlotte around the ring. The match hadn't even started. She helped, she like started to stomp on Charlotte's robe. Yeah. And I thought that's a tribute to a a flair. Yeah, it was a gift. Well, they said it was a gift from Rick. Yeah. Well, but like, what would Rick want? He'd want someone to elbow drop his own jacket. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the but then Charlotte got on top, and it you, you know when you do this sort of angle, you do it to so Charlotte can take a bit of a beating because Sarah Logan jumped her, and then Sarah Logan can stand tall. But they didn't. Charlotte just beat her up very definitively, and then just stood over her, just nullifying any point of this segment. No one got more over. Charlotte looked you know just flat, and Sarah Logan. Is looks rubbish. I think the story that they're doing is that it, you're supposed to go into the Rumble thinking no one else but Charlotte is winning this. Mm. So you can then have a surprise winner, I guess. I've got another theory. <gasps> oh, what's your theory? Oh, we've seen it so many times before. That She uh, just wins. <laughs> Sarah Logan, Deonna Perrazzo and Chelsea Green are going to make a new faction. Oh, the new Riot Squad. And then they're all gonna they're all done with wrestling. <laughs> and they're gonna go after Charlotte. Yeah. And that's babyface Charlotte's first feud. Because she can't just face <laughs> one person. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh the she's other beat all those three people she's already beaten. The the yeah, exactly. Uh the much more enjoyable return. I I loved it. I don't I you seem to be a bit more down on it. Because okay. it's a big show in 2020, and I get that. that and that, that's exactly it. Like, you know, hey, I didn't see it coming. Mm. When they were teasing, there's a third man. I was like, man, who could it be? And I was running through various different people that it could be. 
I never would have said Big Show if you'd have given me 50 guesses. I think if you'd have given me 100 guesses, yeah. I don't think I would have said Big Show. So from that standpoint, it completely worked because I didn't see it coming. And also, I'm going to completely melt to this situation. He was the most over thing in that match. Yeah. By leaps and bounds. That crowd were not into Kevin Owens. They were not into Samoa Joe. They were not into AOP and Seth beating up those two. But they were into Big Show. And they wanted to see Big Show get that hot tag. And they wanted to see Big Show do his Big Show spots. So it got over with this crowd. First, a thumbs up. Yeah, uh, a big thumbs up. It, a big show thumbs I, up. And I thought it was actually really well teased throughout the show. Yeah. Because the first we saw of it, Caruso alert, uh, Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe, ultra units. Ultra, I've even written in my oh. notes, ultra units. They back together after that one <laughs> brief shot of Triple H talking to them both backstage two years ago. Yeah. Hey, man, it paid They're off. They're there. Right. Long-term story selling. And Joe's like, I've got a third guy, don't worry, for the Seth Rollins AOP six-man later on. I like Kevin Owens. Because, yes, Joe said, like, we're challenging uh, AOP and Seth to a six-man tag. And Kevin Owens is like, I mean, I see us, but I don't think Charlie's wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there is a better version of this. I think, you know, if Joe and Owens were given some, some leeway here, they could be really funny together. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, that this wasn't the best version of them. No, no, say. but it was, it. Funny. Like, it was funny. I liked it. I actually uh, really liked it. And then, like later on, uh, Joe, Joe wants he, he Kevin Owens wants to know who the third man is, and he's like, Do you know, what? I'd feel so much more comfortable of this situation if I knew who the third man was. Mm. And so Joe was like, Hey, well, let, let's go, let's go see him. And I was like, So they go into the office, or I go into this little like locker room area. They knock on the door. Kevin Owens walks in. Charlie's like following around trying to get an interview. Kevin Owens walks out with a big smile on his face, like. Now I'm happy. And they, they walk off with, in glee. And then, yeah, we've got the main event later on. And I liked it because Charlie was like, who is it? Who is it? I want to know who it is. Mm-hmm. I, I thought they really built this tease, which is why I don't think a lot of people were happy that it was Big Show. Ah, okay. Well, I, I mean, I've... Online, not in the building. The, yeah, the building level. I, I haven't seen that reaction online. Uh, I can tell, but I totally get why people would think that. It's Big Show back. But look, the Royal Rumble's around the corner. How? Is anyone going to throw that man <laughs> over the top rope? Eric Rowan's in there. The uh, Brock Lesnar's in there. I So AOP and Seth Rollins come out. Seth Rollins calling himself the Monday Mas- Night Messiah. Messiah. I love that. I love it. That's I great. It's really, really good. I also love it as well. I think this is a bit of a subtle thing as well. Because his entrance has always been doing that. Mm. But he's now changed it. So it's more like this. Ah. And it's a really nice, subtle change into this messiah complex that he's got. That is good. Yeah. Rah, rah. <laughs> and then out comes Joe, out comes Owens. Who's it going to be? Well, I, I, w- I was... D- First of all, I just had a big smile on my face. Then he walked down and he, he could go in the ring. He looks taller. <laughs> because AOP were in there and he was so much taller than them. And I just see AOP as these very tall guys anyway. And they are legit tall. Mm-hmm. But he towered over them. And we've now into an era where Big Show is entering his fourth decade as an in-ring wrestler. Incredible. Absolutely. like that. It's staggering. And he doesn't look like he has aged since you know, the early 2000s, really. He looks just as good then as he does. Actually, better even. And for a man of his size with who, who used to, you know, he had the gigantism thing fixed, didn't he? Something like that. But that, you look at, you know, what, 15 years ago, there were stories that he couldn't get on flights mm. because he was just in so much <clears throat> pain. 
and he couldn't sit down for too long and he was just like just lying down on the floor in locker rooms because he just was in so much physical physical agony all the weight that he put on yeah. there were a lot of people who was like you know thought i don't think how many more years he's got in ring mm. and yet here we are 2020 big shows in the main event of raw and looked really good yeah looked yeah. great his his knees looked absolutely fine. He was protected. I don't. I can't remember him taking a single proper bump, but that it was it was just it was the big show show. Wasn't oh yeah, it? They, they, everyone was the planes around mm. King Kong. Yeah. Like that was what this was. Owens took most of the heat, and then he made the hot tag to Big Show. Show cleared house. He looked great. Caught Seth Rollins in midair. Even like went to do the same to AOP. Rollins hits him with a chair for the DQ loss, but then Show hits the knockout punch on him and Seth is dragged up the ramp completely lifeless by AOP he's, Seth's been very very good yeah. he's not the heel I thought he would be I thought it'd be a bit more goofy and wacky so I, I'm surprised at how much I'm liking this version he's done so I'm yeah. pleasantly surprised and we're getting a rematch next week a six man rematch in a fist fight but we don't. But no yeah. one knows what the rules of this is. Jerry even says, "What are the rules to that match?" And Vic's like, "I don't know." What we'll, are the rules? We'll find out next mm. week. As a little tease for you to tune in for next week. Uh, but yeah, I, I just uh, just a little prediction. I think Big Show will feature in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I mean they said he's back. Yeah, they, they, this was not like a one-off appearance. They did say Big Show is back. Big Show is back on Raw. Big Show is back wrestling. I and it's such a Paul Heyman move. And, Going uh, back to the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Or, or 2004, <laughs> whatever it was. I I think we might see this as one, like, Big Show's final run. Mm-hmm. This could, I, I, you know, because he looks in great condition, but I think maybe he's done that for the final run. And I hope he gets his Shaq match at <laughs> WrestleMania. We had the Shaq thing, though. He had it in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal at WrestleMania 20, whatever it was, in Dallas. But that was. was to set up the, the proper singles match. It's never going to happen. I hope it does. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. So thank you to our $25 a month or more pledge hammers on Patreon, Adam and Adam and the Anthony Bergeron. There he is, Whoa, Prince Charming. Kratos' forgotten son, Chris Petrow. Oh, thank you, Chris. Luke's favourite fan, the one, the only, the awesome Bubba. Nice. Uh, no one names their kid this anymore. Larry. No. Well, all Mania Club members, except for Dem- Demario North. It's his name suggestion. Thank you. He gets it. The next-gen Hornet, Nick Andrews. Whoa, thanks, Nick. Don't have a Shane Cow, Lee Man. Yeah, yeah, don't have it, man. Five feet of awesomeness, Alexa Sanborn. Thank you, Alexa. Thank you, Alexa. Heroic Hector Macado. Oh, he is heroic. The 99%er, Garrett Vandercrift. Yeah, Garrett. Uh, Badasaurus Rex. Badassasaurus. Badassasaurus Rex. I prefer my one. Joseph Calmarin. Great name. Nice. And lastly, Rob Steiner Recliner. Oh, lock it in. Thank you, everybody. If you want to become a Pledge Hammer on Patreon, get your own shout out. Go over to our Patreon page where there's loads of exclusive content. We're likely going to be reviewing Royal Rumble 2001 if Mm. the poll is in. I mean, it's leaded by 30%. It's definitely winning. Wait, should we get on to some super chats? Oh, we do indeed. JobberJJ496, Ollie Davis number one fan, says, Surprise show didn't turn heel and face during the match. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, is he a heel? Of course he's a face. He's come out with Joe and Owens. Uh, the Adnap 2 says, It was a night of returns and show had a big one. The biggest one. The biggest one. Uh, Raw Miscellaneous, using a Davisism. Mm. Tim Arndt says, I'm picturing the end of the rumble like this. The final two men are Lesnar and Reigns with the idea that we'll cheer Roman because we don't want Brock to win. That's not what I want to happen, though. I don't think anyone wants that to happen. It's, uh, yeah. That's one of my predictions. There are so... That's what's going to happen, though. So we should start preparing ourselves for it. But we'll get on to it. I think this Lesnar thing is a masterstroke of booking. Uh, Wilson Simons, uh, I like this. Uh, was I the only one who thought the mystery partner was going to be Alistair Black? I thought it was because they're pretty much confirmed when they knocked on a door. That's a g- that would have tied in quite nicely, but yeah, actually, and obviously for me, it's way better. Yeah, yeah, it's it's putting over a new star as opposed to going back to the well. I get that. Yeah, I, I, I honestly had so much nostalgic glee. And that doesn't happen to me that often because I'm quite cynical with returning legends and how WWE use them. Mm. But for whatever reason, I was transported a bit to when I was a kid. And you know, I mean, I'm also, I'm not only in support of it because it, it got massively over with, mm. it bigly over, if you will, with with this audience. But Heyman's done so well with Ray as well, yeah. you know, in this sort yeah. of like nostalgia legend run that I'm actually quite excited to see what Heyman can do with Big Show in 2020. Yeah. I, so actually, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, quite optimistic for, for what they, uh, where they go. Uh, we'll do a couple, uh, maybe we'll do one more. Uh, this is from Michael Dominguez, who says, Show makes Joe and Kevin Owens look weak. Main events next week. Say that again? Uh, show makes Joe and Kevin Owens look weak. Um, what, for, you mean for the main event next week? 
Well, I think he just means it because like this big show essentially overshadowed both of them and those two were the ones that got beaten up and show just got in and beat everyone like beat all three of them yeah. up on his own which kind of then does downplay joe and kevin owens you're right yeah it does i but i think uh i it's it's awkward to put myself in a position where i usually i'm on the opposite side but no one's gonna remember that Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're going to remember Big Show, Owens, and Joe standing tall at the end. Completely, it's how you leave so. them. We'll do this last one actually because this one comes in from Jake, uh, Job of JJ because it kind of ties into what mm. we've been saying here. Uh, was uh, this is the least interested I've been for the Royal Rumble slash Mania? No new stars. No hope. Lesnar being in the Rumble is exciting, but he's going to win. Wow. Okay. Well, let's get into that now then. So Raw opened with this this just masterful angle, I thought, of Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman coming out to open the year, the decade, really. And Paul Heyman said, well, first he said, Happy New Year to you, bitches, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the crowd. And then he said, everyone wants to know who Brock's going to face at Royal Rumble. He's not going to face anyone, actually. He's not going to defend his WWE title. He's going to enter the Royal Rumble match. Yeah. Now, this has caused some confusion because I saw like Kenny McIntosh was tweeting about this earlier that a, a few people think that Brock is defending the title in the Rumble. But no. Brock is just entering the Rumble. He's not defending the title. Yeah. Now, that alone, I honestly would be quite upset about and annoyed because I, it just, it, it's rubbish. However, Heyman then said, and my client is so confident in his own abilities, he's going to enter at number one. Yeah. And that just blew my freaking mind. And, and I love that because he, Heyman essentially just starts listening off. It's like, you're going to get all of the dream matches you want in this one moment. So all, all of a sudden, I'm starting to think, said, you know, the rumor is it's going to be 10 Raw, 10 SmackDown, 10 NXT. I'm like, man, if Keith Lee's in there, Matt Riddle, Champ is in there, Matt Riddle's in, Matt Riddle's in there, Dijakovic's in there. Like, you know, there's a list of people. Kushida. Like, you know, some of these, like, I'm looking at being, yeah. I hope, we were talking about this in the office. The current theory in the office is that he's going to go out straight away. Like, like Randy, mm. Randy's big theory is that Cain Velasquez is going to enter at number two and eliminate him straight away because if there's the only thing we know about Brock is that Brock does not uh, wrestle for a lengthy amount of time. Yes. Let alone do an hour-long rumble. Yeah, so he'll probably just sit on the sides, Roman style, for ages. Uh, sorry, I was just uh, distracted here by a, a, a breaking tweet from WrestleVotes that Datsun's just sent me. Source says WWE is doing this Lesnar in the Rumble angle as a way to set up Brock's Mania matchup. I think we, we all figured that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which could signal it's against someone from SmackDown or NXT, as Heyman mentioned a few times last night. Opens up a world of possibilities. Also says Brock isn't winning. And WrestleVotes are very, very good for mm-hmm. their uh, rumor and innuendo. Yeah. I, I mean, a- another thing we didn't put in there, uh, Goldberg. Goldberg coming down, just having a brief stare off between those two I balls. I think I'm done with. with no, because I'm, I'm all for Brock Gold, uh, for um, sorry for Goldberg Riddle now. Oh, I'm not saying as the last thing, uh, like it goes down to those two. I'm just saying as a spot in a 30 man match. Okay, and then Matt Riddle can come down. Yeah, and you have those three stare off. Oh, okay. Well, oh, now now, Matt, now we're in. Now, <laughs> now we're in. Now, as soon as you add uh, Matt Riddle in there, I mean, I'm interested. I am so so into this idea. I mean, look. The, the, there are ways they can fluff this. 
but I really hope they don't. And I think because all the reports forever have been Roman Reigns is is going to win the Rumble, he's going to main event Mania again. It makes, you know, it's I can see how that would make sense in Vince's mind. Mm-hmm. Roman wins by eliminating Brock. But just think, if you had Brock enter at number one, and I'm just going to pluck this name, but it's actually who I really want, and Alastair Black as number two. And they just last to the end. Yeah. And then Black throws out Lesnar in the final bit. You've made a star. You've made a guy. Big Show is in the main event of this show. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> Alistair Black isn't the one. But I'm just I'm I, I I haven't been this excited for a WWE piece of storytelling for quite quite a while. The, to be honest, Brock being in the Rumble has made me more excited for the Rumble than any of the other yeah. announcements they've made for the oh. show thus far. I think this is really really great stuff and I'm really excited for it. I think the if I was to throw a level of criticism on this, it's not on this segment, it's not on this storyline, but it's maybe a criticism as a bigger picture overall is that Heyman during this promo said uh, that no, we don't know who's going to face Brock for the title because no uh, no one is man enough to face him. No one is worthy enough to face him. You know, he effectively says no one is on Brock's level at the moment. Mm. And really, he's right. Me and Pete had this chat last week where we said, like, well, it's not going to be Seth, Joe, or Owens because they're involved in their own thing. Who else could face Brock Lesnar? Like, there is no one else on mm. Raw that feels like they are main event-worthy status. Well, that that's where you, you get some more disappointment potentially cropping in. I think Ray could be an option as a rematch, but, but the, that's, yeah, they've done that. They've done that. Uh, and, of course, Cain Velasquez. Yeah. Cain Velasquez comes in at number 30, throws out Brock, maybe doesn't win the Rumble, but that's how you set up Velasquez versus Lesnar. I don't care about that in the slightest. No. But they stopped him going to, to <laughs> AEW, so, you know, it's a win, really. <laughs> uh, just uh, two more bits to talk about for this. Heyman said, and this is crucial, that Brock winning isn't a prediction, it's a spoiler. Every That is the most protected move in all of WWE, because every time Heyman has said that, it's come to pass. We think. No one has, no one has yet to prove us wrong on that. Yeah. No one has found a, an example of it where he hasn't done it. So, you know... By that rule, Lesnar's winning. Uh, or, you know, it's a very momentous change. Uh, and if he does win, he'd, he'd have won both the Money in the Bank and the Royal Rumble in one sort of WrestleMania season. Then Heyman and Brock walk off and they walk past the commentary table. I got so excited because Paul Heyman then started talking to Jerry Lawler. And I thought, we're getting a three-man booth with Heyman. Yeah. I was so, so excited. He was just there to walk past the camera. It was I, I, and now that's all I want. I think Heyman should be on that Raw commentary team. He would liven things up. I really like Vic Joseph, but King is adding nothing on commentary yeah, for me at the bad moment. Last night, I thought. Yeah. Um, after this, we got a cr- so excellent opening. I thought, and then we got a brilliant match pay-per-view caliber match between Rey Mysterio and Andrade. This was. I mean, I've just written here amazing action. As you'd expect. Like, uh, this was just absolutely stunning stuff. I am amazed at how they keep on coming up with new spots that I haven't seen. There was a sort of re- raising an electric chair position on Andrade's mm-hmm. shoulders. He rolls through. Andrade goes face first into the steel steps. I loved Ray's run off the apron, leaping Hurricane Rana into the barricade. And I thought, 
That's nuts. What an incredible spot. And then they literally follow that up a couple of seconds later with a sunset flip powerbomb on the apron into the ring post. And I was like, that was even more nuts. That was amazing. Rey Mysterio's on the apron. Andrade gets up to the top rope to do the stomp on him, but then goes over to the ring post to hit it on him, but misses. Oh, just, just brilliant. Uh, halfway through the match, I'd say, Andrade, Ray had it, Ray had Andrade what, beat, can't speak, uh, but Vega put his leg on the ropes. Referee called for the, like, said it's over, but then he restarted the match on seeing that. Yeah. It's inconsistent with yeah, WWE's yeah. rules, but it was so much fun, and it did heighten the action, uh, potentially overbooked there, but that's, that's pretty harsh. But the finish came when Ray... Missed Andrade and went into Vega. He went to so he hit the six one nine. Vega pulls Andrade out the ring. So Ray then just does like tries to do the uh, the sit you know the, the sit down move on him. Mm-hmm. But Andrade catches him and then just lifts him over and he just crumples into yeah. Vega on the floor. And then it's a bit of I, f- I felt it was a bit clunky this finish because yeah. like they both sort of got back in the ring and then. Ray, uh, so he then went to do the hammerlock DDT, but the ref stopped him. So then Ray got out of the ring to apologize to Vega and then got back in the ring and just got hit by the hammerlock DDT. I don't think the finish completely worked. It actually took me out of the match a little bit, but it protects Ray in defeat. Mm. You know, Ray had a visual pin and got screwed in the end. Makes Andrade look a bit rubbish, but is you know, it, I, th- I thought the, the match was excellent. I think the ho- what I was surprised by was how strong they made look. They made Ray look not just in those little pin angles. But throughout the whole match, he was so he, he took eighty percent of the match. Mm-hmm. It's so different to WWE's usual heel takes eighty percent of the match to give the babyface some heat when he comes back. So really, really liked it. Uh, I yeah, I, I agree. I think there was a mistiming issue, or someone forgot a bit because Ray should be backing off from that. Oh no, what have I done to Zelina Vega? I have hit a woman. Yeah, and then Andrade gets him completely, uh, but it didn't work out that way. But then. Andrade took off Ray's mask. Yeah. I think we're building to a, well, title versus mask. I, I, I hope they go full apuestos. Hair versus mask. Hair versus mask. Because they were doing this last year, weren't they? They were going to do, I think it was with Ray as well. They were going to do hair versus mask with Andrade and Ray. With with Dominic just lurking around in the background. Have you seen Dijakovic on Twitter constantly calling, like always calling Ray his dad being like, thanks for the shout out, dad, because it's first time <laughs> Dominic. Uh, yeah, so this, I, I'm very into this feud. I thought it was a brilliant, a brilliant match. Mm-hmm. The, the finish was slightly botched, but it was so good. You know, yeah. Just get past it. Uh, then we get Joe and Owens doing their little third man tease. Uh, another Caruso alert with Seth and AOP. They look great together. I, I like the unit. Yeah. AOP in the suits and Seth in the leather jacket. Yep. It works. Proper 2000 Triple H heel. Uh, Then we got the Street Profits versus the OC versus the Viking Raiders in a tag title match. Good stuff, this. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it was good. good. I I totally agree with you now, though. You should put some some of those squash matches in between these two matches. It really would have balanced this show out a lot better. Uh, But big announcement... The Miz is going to be on WWE backstage. <laughs> well, they saw those record low numbers that they got last week. They were like, wow, we need to drastically change the pace here. 
and the Miz is the way to do that. That'll put butts in seats, I've written. <laughs> well, you know, he was one of the shining lights of Talking Smack. We're being facetious. So, he, I mean, he's not going to draw any viewers. <laughs> We're not saying he won't be good. He'll be, he'll, be very, he'll be really, really good. He'll miss. I'm glad he's back because Babyface is not the best use of him. Oh, well, he'll be there to talk about those potential rumours that John Morrison's coming back to WWE <laughs> that Corey Graves was talking about on SmackDown that you reported on in your own show that he was signed again. Uh, but yeah, this was just, it was a good match. Anderson took the loss. Yeah, unsurprising. Uh, Street Profits, insane charisma. Yeah, I love Ford's promo. I thought mm. it was a really good start, like uh, the way to kick off the, 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 and they got their new catchphrase of the profits are up and we want the smoke. I also really enjoyed the cartwheel off between Montez mm. Ford and Hansen. I thought it was great. Yeah, I think Street Profits, their style lends itself even more to an in-ring promo than a backstage one. So yeah. I, I, they should do that more. And they didn't get Dawkins to talk about uh, multiverse realities yeah. this time, so we didn't forget his lines. Uh, then we got Joe showing Owens who the third man is. Ooh. <laughs> uh, then this, so I, I was loving the show up until this point. I thought, man, this is a genuine five out of five show right now. Uh, then Becky Lynch came out dressed as Kill Bill. Yeah. Well, not dressed as Kill Bill, but dressed as The Bride. <laughs> and... She cut an in-ring promo saying, you know, I convinced management to give me this shot against Asuka. Oh, I don't know if I'm good enough. I thought, what What a rubbish thing to say. I, no, I, I like this segment. <laughs> oh, no, I hated it. Because I think she was suckering Asuka in. She went out there to be like, I think I might have made an mm, error with this. So. And then Asuka comes down, full-on cocky Asuka, doing the dance, cutting a promo on her in Japanese, thinking she's the queen of the world. And Becky just gives her a quick right hand, knocks it down in one punch, which really, really angers Asuka. So Becky Lynch walks away being like, oh, well, I made my point. I actually thought, I, I mean, I'm not going to say it was a home run segment, but I liked it. I, you've convinced me a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think, well, it didn't play that way to me. I, I, I just... I actually thought Lynch was having a bit of a crisis of confidence, which isn't this story. Yeah, but maybe she was working you. Yeah, well, it sounds like she must have been. Uh, but I'll tell I'm, you one way to not work me. Yeah. And that is don't introduce your own goddamn video package as a baby face. Yeah. She came out and she said, well, you know, I'm having a crisis of confidence. Just take a look at this. And what can be more off-putting than a anti-establishment, anti-corporate baby face? than introducing a video package she made earlier. Oh, I hate it. I know, mate, I know. Eric Rowan, I didn't hate this, though. <laughs> Eric Rowan is walking backstage. Do you want to do his scream? <laughs> From last week. He didn't do it this week. I thought it was his new character. I'm actually kind of disappointed that it's not, because it was, it was the most over thing last week. I'm just, <laughs> Was it over with you and Pete, or That's was it, it over everywhere? And the Super Chat. <laughs> Uh, he he's walking around backstage with the the cage under the cloth, and Mojo Jojo Rawley says, "Let me have a look in there, mate." And despite being very anti that all of last year, he's like, "Yeah, sure, here you go." And Mojo gets to have a look, sells it brilliantly. Yeah, falls backwards. Is like, what what the, the hell is wrong, wrong with, with you, you man? Yeah. Uh, and kind of ruins Rowan... my kind of ruins my theory that it's a fluffy kitty. Mm. Yeah, then Rowan just walks off smiling. Yeah. Um, we got an interview uh, with not Renee uh, with Andrade in Vega. Andrade, brilliant! What a heel! Cuts the promo in Spanish because doesn't... I don't know what he said. Uh, and so then Rey Mysterio attacks him, takes his mask back, and puts it back on. Yeah, I, I thought Vega selling of this was really good. Ray's Ray's sort of fire as well in the in the mm. brawl was really good. So let's go through some of these squash matches. 
Eric, Ro- Eric Rowan beat, what was his name? KJ Orso. Okay, so he beat him very quickly, Iron Claw Slam. And then after the match, grabbed him and said, you want to look in the, in the thing, don't you? And then he shows it to him, and the guy f- freaks out and runs away. Doesn't just freak out and runs away, Luke. He falls backwards with a viscous red liquid all over his face, and he's screaming. What the hell's going on there? It's not going to have a satisfactory payoff. It's not going to work. But you know what? I'm now into it. I'm so over it. My mind, because it was just, what I didn't like was, oh, it's something in the box. Don't look at it. We had that for like two months. Now, at least it's something different now. There's a, there's a development. That's all I wanted. This a story. This development should have happened a month ago. Yeah, it should have done. Should yeah. have done. Uh, then we got AJ Styles versus Akira Tozawa. Silly me. <laughs> you thought this was going to be Akira Tozawa getting a good showing against AJ Styles and then losing. I thought all I wanted, five-minute match. Because Akira Tozawa at the moment is the master of the five-minute Raw match where he looks really good, but he loses. And that, that doesn't actually really affect him. But we didn't even get that. It was like one minute AJ did the sort of RKO Viper up to well, tease Randy Orton and arcade for for a win. So the story is AJ had the match won twice, I believe. Like I think he had him pinned, lifted the shoulder up, went to hit the Styles Clash, decided against it. Instead, hit the draping DDT, then did the Randy Orton Viper pose and pinned him with an RKO. So he was there to send a message to Randy to further that feud. I'm loving that feud. Mm, I think yeah. it's been beautifully told, really well timed between weeks i got so worked last week mm. completely good angle wasn't it was it? really really good yeah i i i was really worried because the camera seemed to linger on aj for ages after this mm-hmm. like it was the main event of smackdown and they've underrun <laughs> and i was thinking all right orton's gonna come out from out of nowhere and but i was begging it not to happen and it didn't. So I was really, really happy that this is just a little morsel of a chapter for the larger story. I think they're doing... They're fighting next week as well. Yeah. I actually thought they were going to save this until Mania. Yeah, same. But like, based on the promos they did last week, I thought we were getting Styles Orton to at Mania. I doubt we're having a, a proper There's blow-off no fit. match yeah, next yeah. week. Uh, but there wasn't a Randy, but there was something else from out of nowhere. Yeah. AJ is walking up the ramp. And behind him, you see this guy in a suit just slide into the ring. Like like Rey Mysterio doing the baseball slide out, the penguin slide outside. He looked like he was running in there. And then it cuts to the hard cam. And this guy is already being tackled by two security guards, also in suits, who weirdly looked like the AOP I thought it was, from that angle. I thought AOP had hit the ring to attack Akira Tozawa after the match. And then the camera didn't know what was happening. So rather than cut away, like they normally do for a sort of Ring Invader fan thing, they cut closer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've watched this a lot. I, I, this, was, this honestly made my night. It, then the camera just doesn't know what to do. So it just kind of pans away to the crowd. Like, ooh. Like it was the end of a show. Yeah. Uh, I, and it was... What what had happened? It wasn't a fan. It was the the sort of priest wedding officiator guy from last week's Lana and Bobby Lashley wedding segment getting into the ring to prepare for the next segment. Yeah. And security thought he was a guy running in and tackled. In Venice, he got in way early. Like, and a- AJ hadn't finished his segment yet. Take the steps. <laughs> 
Just walk normally round the ring and up the steps. Don't freaking slide in there like you're getting yourself over. <laughs> it was, it tickled me. And then some. Yeah. We got a recap of Lana and Lashley's wedding. It was our second one of the mm-hmm. night because more. big, big ratings draw uh, last week. And then Lana and Lashley come out uh, and they say that they're going to get married again because last week it wasn't really official because people kept interrupting. Yeah. Um, the priest was there to get some Oklahoma heat. I'm going to assume it was a football thing. Like he said Oklahoma. I thought they were in Oklahoma and then the crowd booed. So... I don't know. Maybe it's Washington. Uh, it could be. Um, where Daniel Bryan's from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, he announces them as husband and wife, and then he leaves. Uh, and then Lana cuts a promo saying that this should be the happiest day of her life, uh, and Lashley cuts a promo on Rusev. And then all of a sudden, I, and I really enjoyed this, Rusev said, hi, it's Rusev of Rusev Day. <laughs> really made me laugh. He's against a green screen. Now, are we supposed to know it was a green screen, or are we supposed to think he was on a beach? Neither work. Well, no, the the version where he films this doing a like sort of live stream thing on his phone from a beach works. This doesn't work at all. This was not funny. I love Rusev. Uh, but yeah, he's he's just on a very poorly green screened background of a static beach image. Probably the same one that the Shining Stars used to use for their Puerto Rico mm-hmm. come to discover the jewel. What was it? The jewel of the uh, sea. That remember. was a terrible gimmick. I don't um, I actually quite liked it. Uh, I just like Primo and uh, Epico, Epico yeah. uh, and he he says, "Don't worry, I've got your wedding present." So we recap the angle, recap the wedding for a third time. But we're sick all, of seeing it by this point. <laughs> all the unflattering pictures of Lana, which we had in the other two angles and the other two recaps, and then it cuts back to him, and he's like, "Huh, good, good thing, right?" And it's just, it was dying a death. And then Bobby, like Lana, starts. Lana was excellent, by the way, in her in her role. She starts to shout at Rusev. Bobby says, shut up. Yeah, tells Lana to shut up. And Lana's telling of that was great. Yeah. I said this last week. I'm going to say it again. Lana's been the best thing in this whole storyline because Agreed. she's the only one that cares. Yeah. And she's the only one who is throwing herself in 110%. Mm. And I think she's selling this whole storyline. I don't think the other two are that bothered by it. But I think she's really selling it and making it work. They're treating it as a joke. Yeah. And she is, she's, I mean... Yeah, she's taking it seriously. And I, I commend her for that. Uh, but Bobby Lashley goes into serious promo mode. I'm going to beat you up next week because they're having a match next week as well. Big stack show for next Monday. Mm-hmm. Apparently they're up against some, I think it's the college football competitions, college football finals. They have like loads of bowls oh, yeah, yeah. around. And this is like the Mega Bowl one? Yeah, it's yeah. the Mega Super Bowl no. Rose, mm, yeah, I think. That's the one, yeah. The uh, World Series, where only American teams compete. Usually WWE just phone it in when they know they've got competition, <laughs> but they're actually trying to put on a good show for a change. And Rusev tears off the freaking Hawaiian shirt he had and says the Bulgarian brute is returning next week. Yeah. He's going to beat, beat Lashley up. And then we cut backstage to Caruso alerts. I will say, I don't think this was a good follow-up to the wedding angle from no, last week. No, apart from the wedding officiator getting tackled by security by mistake, yeah. this wasn't good. He he did the whole thing like nothing had happened. Yeah. What a pro. Well done, man. Man. <laughs> uh, but then we go backstage. Our truth is now the most... He's, he's had more titles than anyone in WWE history. Like anyone could care, uh, honestly. And then Liv Morgan walks in before he's got a chance to reply and says, well... If Lana's going to be in Lashley's corner, Rusev's going to need someone in his corner. I can live for that. Yeah, that's a moment I'll live for or something along yeah. those lines. It's not very good. And she didn't, I, she didn't get a reaction at all. 
Which suggests to me, because we said this last week, she didn't get a reaction when she came out last week either because no one knew who she was, mm-hmm. despite all these video packages. Even a week later, I still don't know if people know it's Liv Morgan. She looks like a different person. Yeah. I said to you, I said she looks like WWE's promotional graphics department have done a drawing of Liv yes, Morgan. that's it, yeah. Where it's, it's, it's Uncanny Valley. Yeah. It must be a makeup thing. Uh, and it, yeah, it's not, it, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't good. Um, but it'll be interesting to see them all in a match next week or involved in a match. I think the storyline is running until Mania. Yeah, I think I they're going to do the mixed tag at Mania. Yeah. Charlotte versus Sarah Logan was next. We've already covered that. Then we got something more, that was very good. More squash matches. But with a... with a, I don't care if it completely trashes his so, character from before. So I know, I know. But th- this character was started last week. Okay. So this isn't new. This is just a continuation of what was started last week. So Drew's, Drew's a babyface now. Cool. And I'm slightly disappointed because his gimmick last week was, look at my sexy body. And he was like, basically his gimmick last week was that mums love him and that mums are attracted to him. Because he even goes up to this mum at ringside, like, look at my sexy body. They didn't do any of that this week, but he is doing the three, two, one mm. into the Claymore. Yeah. Which a lot of people thought last <laughs> week, because I said it's his new gimmick. A lot of people said, no, he's counting down because it's New Year. Turns out it is just his new gimmick. I said it, it's, it's the broke thing. It's yeah. to get people, it, it's the boom clap. It's, you know, it, it's getting people to chant along before he does his finishing move. And it was over on both times that he did it. It's really worked. It's it's a really cliche, gimmicky thing to do. Three, two, one. But yeah, it works. And you know, in a in a Crowds month's time. Love counting. In the, and it's easy to do. <laughs> He's, it's tuning up the band with Shawn Michaels. It, that one was cool though. This is not cool, but it it gets the crowd involved. I you can't really argue with that. It's it's pretty basic stuff, but it works. Uh, I we haven't I, even said who he beat. Hmm? We haven't even said who he beat. Oh yeah, so he beat up No Way Jose. I was sold on him when he started beating up the conga line. <laughs> yeah, he beat up the sex party, um, and then yeah, he gets beats No Way Jose very quickly, and then says, "I think we should do one more uh, claymore because we're here in Oklahoma." Crowd chant one more time. Cheap, huh? He said, "He goes, um, I, I, I'm not going to apologise to all the sex party, but maybe the cheeseburger. He seems like a nice guy." Yeah, he said, "I hate, I hate conga lines. Yeah, maybe not cheeseburger." Yeah. But it wasn't cheeseburger from Ring of Honor. Sadly it was a not. guy dressed as a cheeseburger. Uh, I, yeah. So just on the the three two one thing, they were building up Drew McIntyre's Claymore as the new out of nowhere finisher <laughs> against Randy Orton just a month ago. Oh yeah, I've, his promo. I forgot about that promo. That led to nothing. Mm. It, it was a promo to start a feud between Randy Orton yeah. and AJ Styles. So this this is the complete opposite of from out of nowhere. This is I'm going to give you a lead in to know when it's happening. So uh, if anyone thinks this was part of a longer idea, <laughs> you, you're, you're probably mistaken. Did you see? Um, speaking of that, did you see <clears throat> CM Punk uh, post on an Instagram the original WrestleMania 30 oh card God, yeah. that had him, Triple H, Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus, just to really fully, for the last time, dispel this notion that WWE keep telling us that that was the plan yeah. all along that Bryan was going to win the title at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, and then we got Alistair Black versus Shelton Benjamin. I liked... Yeah, it was a squash match. I liked the story of this match. I thought they were going to go longer. Uh, the story of the episode, I guess. Where... It was like Black was trying to beat Benjamin at amateur wrestling. And he was getting the better of Shelton. And, you know, that's Shelton's game. So Shelton's like, I'm going to start striking you. Gets in a striking battle with Black, Black Mass. 
I thought that that's a really good story, actually, that should have been told over a longer time. Uh, to melt to this, mm-hmm. in the same way that we've done throughout this show, it didn't get over. Yeah, I get... Well, yeah, unfortunately. I, I, yeah, and I am so into Black and Murphy. And yeah. Mur- Murphy jumps Alistair Black right after the bell, and he beats him down. Awesome V trigger into a chair. Does this cool cross-legged sit-down pose over Black's Yeah, he does, body. does the Black pose like on the, on the barricade. It was really, really cool stuff that is just not getting over with the crowd. I don't know what it is about the WWE crowd that is not into Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy, but we've seen it. Time like we in the lead up to TLC, it wasn't getting over. It didn't get over at TLC last week when they started their match. Crowd were completely dead, but did get into it by the end. Mm. And then here we are again a week later. No one's into it again. I think unfortunately, it wasn't the right idea to put these two guys in a feud together. They're not established in mainstream viewers' eyes. You need to have them feud with people who like Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. They need to have Matt, like feuds with those first, build them up independently of each other, then have the clash. I want to put them in a feud with AJ Styles. Look at Cedric and, oh and God, yeah. <laughs> uh So that, it's great. I cannot wait for their next encounter. I love all the stuff they do, but it's dying a death in front of the live crowd. And then we got the main event with the big show. Overall, I gave it a high four out of five. Wow, a high four out of five. Optimistic Ollie. Mate, that is, that is a week off Ollie. Yeah. That really is. I maybe watching this show every two weeks is the best thing for you yeah we cycle me out uh, let me see what did you think so i'll get up the community tab results i enjoyed the first few like i, I enjoyed from brock until the end of the tag match so much mm. that i would give this a, an average but i i was done with squash matches yeah i groaned when alistair black came out for yet another squash match so and I, I, Big Show, I thought it got over with the live crowd, but it does little for me uh, in 2020. Mm-hmm. Kind of excited to see what, you know, Paul Heyman could do with him, but it's, um, I don't know. I think I probably would have gone with an average. 55% went for average, skewed a bit higher with 24% saying core. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, I'd say a good start to the year, though. I'm yeah, excited yeah, yeah, about totally. the direction of Raw. Uh, right, let's get into your super chats. Dwayne Cooley said, I haven't been watching Raw, but thanks to your reviews, I know it was Asuka in those squashes and not Charlotte. Don't want uh, uh, don't want harsh corrections. It was Asuka in those squashes. Not Charlotte. Oh, the, do they wish it was Asuka winning these squash matches? No, he said, thanks to your reviews, I know it was Asuka in those squash matches, not Charlotte. Do you know what that means? I, I'm afraid I do not. But thank you for watching. Thank you, Dwayne. Yeah. Uh, Demon Eye says, Big Show should win the Andre the Giant Memorial to go out. Like, it's his final thing. He's won it before. He's won it, he won the second one. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd like him to get a proper singles match send-off. Probably against Kane. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, Metal Bear thinks that Lesnar is going to win the Rumble, then Raw After Mania will begin Brocky two belts. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, just everyone gets sacrificed to the, the throne of Lesnar, even the Fiend. <laughs> Demon Eye uh, back in again to say, I like Drew, but if he wins, he would need a Claymore... Sorry, my thing's just moved. He would need a Claymore shock value squash finish. I feel a Money in the Bank would fit Drew better, so Brock still looks strong. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I could, I could see Drew winning off 
with a Money in the Bank briefcase, I think it'd be a very good holder of that briefcase, actually. Tim Ant's got a point here that mm. you actually mentioned earlier in the office, that Brock's whole character is from Tim Ant. Brock's mm. whole character up to this point is that he works as little as possible. So wouldn't he prefer to be the number 30 spot rather than the number one? Totally agree. Yeah, I, I love the angle. I just don't get Brock's character motivation for wanting to do this, which is bad storytelling. You know, you, you go from character first. Nate Craver of WrestleTalk.com has corrected us. Diana Perazzo faced Asuka four weeks ago, not Charlotte. Was I there for that episode? Maybe not. So that's that's on me. I just assume Charlotte's been beating everyone. <laughs> okay. Thank you for correcting us, Dwayne. Thank you. Uh, so Demon Payne to correct us. Yeah. Uh, Demon I, I'm sure everyone in the chat was correcting yeah, us as well. Yeah. Uh, Demon I said, I don't want to hear King commentate my pick for the Royal Rumble. Now I will say, I that's one of my this King's gimmick that I really enjoy is when he constantly change who his pick is to win the Royal Rumble. Mm. And then when they get thrown out, be like, ah, I didn't think they would anyway. Yeah. Like in the, the tag match today, kept kept changing who his pick was to win the match. It's the King gimmick I actually quite enjoy. Which works better when he's an out-and-out heel. Uh, yeah, so it's a very mm. good point, yeah. I always just assume he's a heel. I think mm. he is a heel at the moment. Not a good one. Okay. Well, Nate drops surname. Dark Timeline, Brock wins and challenges the Fiends. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> I wouldn't say that's the darkest timeline. Uh, and it's an exciting match. I just don't know. Well, if The Fiend ends up beating Brock at WrestleMania in the main event, that's... it's pretty big. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that at all. Jobber JJ says, is it for the title? Heyman was talking about the title. Dio Madden for the number two spot. What about Goldberg, Lee, Riddle or Black for number two spot? Uh, it isn't for the title. I like the idea of Dio Madden for the number two spot, but I would just rather... I think the number two spot's quite precious. Have mm. that later. Uh, but Madden having a little interaction with Brock's a good idea. Do you want to take a moment? Uh, it's from Marcus yeah, sure. Roman. Uh, I think people have heard enough from me. Marcus Roman, Ray versus Andrade was the only match that I really enjoyed the most because it reminds me a lot when I was watching Ray versus Eddie Guerrero years ago. It's great stuff. Easily the best match so on good. the show. Yeah. Like, well, it'll be the best match of the week for WWE. Or oh, actually, oh, I keep forgetting NXT exists. <laughs> Uh, Benny Sato Tomo's so WWE. Benny Sato Tomo's number one fan. Hashtag justice for Randy Annie Datsun. Did I miss the Naito dance party? That's only for Wrestle Kingdom uh, reactions and streams. Maybe it will come back later. <laughs> Kodiak, 1984. Is Drew McIntyre going through a slow face term? No, he's already turned face. No, it was a jump cut face <laughs> term. <laughs> it was like an episode of the Wrestle Talk News. Yeah. He is just jump cutted into being a face now. The Brock. If AJ is going to start doing Randy's moves, I want to see Randy start doing the Styles Clash. Randy's not taking that bump. No. He's, uh, him, he's not taking that bump. Uh, on the subject of Wrestle Talk, Roman Loire. Ro Roman Loire supports Wrestle Talk. Yeah, thank, thank you, you very, very much. much. Cheers. Zach Icon Linda. Christmas special was great. Had a big one with the boys. Yeah. I forget that this is our first show of Raw. Mm. of the year because we did AEW last Thursday I felt like that was our homecoming episode but it seems we've got a lot of love uh, from the chats the Zornice Luke did you just say a story for the ladies I don't know did I I don't know I don't remember that bit although speaking of so we, had, we had an email in um, on the podcast, and you can list it on the podcast outro for this episode, about the, uh, the, the very sad Australian fires. Yes. And we were talking about there's a, a lady model that is currently selling nudes for $10 a pop. Go to, like, if you donate $10 a pop to charity, she will send you a nude. So I said to Ollie, maybe we should do a WrestleTalk nude photo shoot 
with all of the proceeds going to charity to help the uh, the Australian fires. Yeah. And then you couldn't work out what that price would be. I just don't know what price I would put on that, even for charity. Please put some suggestions in the comments. <laughs> Make them serious. None of this 50p nonsense. Kokujadoku. Uh, there you Easy. go. Easy. Nailed it. First time. Probably won't be able to donate during the Rumble, so have my dollar now. Keep being awesome, guys. Still waiting to hear if I got the job as an on-air personality. I'm sorry to break this to you now on the... After you've super chatted, a very generous super chat. But no, if we, we we said at the time, if we don't get back to you, it's it's not been successful. Yeah. I'm we, had, we had a lot of applications in. I've also just suddenly realized I've talked about something that happens in the outro of the podcast. But if you're listening to this on podcast, you've not got to the outro yet. Mm. That's that's good. <laughs> that's how WWE tells stories sometimes. Uh, oh, he's going to make me say it again. Kokuja Doku again says, by the way, the spoiler thing was wrong when with Seth Rollins. I wonder if that was leading. I thought that right. leading into WrestleMania. I think we said this one before. But then we've definitely said before that the that Heyman did the or didn't do the spoiler chat before WrestleMania last year. Mm. But then a lot of people told us that we were wrong on that and that he didn't say yeah. that in the lead up. So we're, not, we're, we're still unsure. And <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I'm not going back to check. Ghostface1999. Good morning, team. Good morning. We're a team. Uh, I know this is not the best place, but can you explain ring or wrestling psychology? That is, there is no answer to this. I was also very confused when I first started properly doing this as my job. Mm. The, the wrestling psychology seems to be the way wrestlers control crowds. So wrestling psychology, it's about telling that story and about how you can manipulate the crowd into having certain reactions for certain spots. Yeah. That's as, the best as I understand it. Um, Finn Brennan, I don't have BT Sport. I can't watch WWE anymore. Sad face emoji. Very sad. We'll get BT Sport then. <laughs> Simple answer. Yeah. Uh, Devonte Flowers, no message given, but thank you for your super chat. Roman Luar again, love Ollie and Luke, support Wrestle Talk. Thank you very thank much. You, Roman. Uh, the Zornis, Ollie, new decade start in 2021. Don't, it's basic don't math. Don't be that guy. No one's, no one says 1990 was part of the 80s. Uh, oh, I'm 30 years old. I must still be in my 20s. <laughs> That's the best that, one. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, look, I love everyone. You're wrong. <laughs> and the people who agree with Zornis are also wrong. Scumbaiting weasel. Tape their... F Scumbaiting weasel. Scambating weasel. What did I say? Scumbaiting. Scum. <laughs> Tape their fist so no one can grab a weapon. Also, WWE title means nothing. Why are people excited? WWE make more stars. Palm over face emoji. Just a generally message of frustration. It really was. Feel your pain. Hopefully W... But Heyman seems to... I know we've got a lot of squash matches, but at least those squash matches are building up new faces. Not working, but... <laughs> Uh, Lincoln Jack Demi, permission to start an out of context wrestle talk, <laughs> where it, I guess it's just little yeah. clips of a go ahead, go absolutely crazy. go crazy. Uh, Dematic the Ghost, Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I can see Drew winning. I don't think that's the the right direction they're going, but hopefully eventually. Mm. Um, Pri Priyanash Sharma, did you guys notice the Lana loves BBC sign? She's just a big fan of Doctor Who. You know, what? I'll, I'll be, I don't like BBC's dramas. I find mm. them a bit tedious and boring. But hey, you know, some people like a BBC drama. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Jeremy Bell. Someone tell Lashley to watch out for Big Show. He might be the bigger guy Lana warned him about. Oh, no. A heel turn for Big Show just as he comes back would be the most Big Show thing yeah. possible. I want him to turn every week until the Rumble. Yeah. And then multiple times in the Rumble. Uh, Jeremy Bell. Lana's ex. Dot, dot, dot. I think that's what he was referring to. Like, yeah. Lana was referring to, yeah. And Tim Arndt as just uh, <laughs> and a last minute <laughs> super chat. Tim Arndt, of course, one of our faithful swaffed under Indeed. viewers. Regarding the charity you guys were talking about, we Australians are desperate for support, but we're not that desperate. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think we were going to do as well as that model lady. Um, mm. But hey, I thought we might be able to raise some money. Yeah, well, you know, cheers, thanks. I think we've had one more super chat coming. Here it is. Is there a Sir Darko 3, is there a sleeper NXT pick that you have for the Rumble? I think Keith Lee's going to get a big push. I think Matt Riddle could could be a, a surprise. Yeah. Uh, maybe not winner, but someone who could eliminate Lesnar. I don't know, you? Oh, well, I think we. you're likely going to see uh, Lee, Riddle, Cole, Dunn, um, maybe Dijakovic, Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kushida and Balor of course yeah yeah uh, maybe a couple of other members of the Undisputed Era um, I've got a couple of quick fire emails that I'd like to do this one comes in from Frank who just says uh, you can tell Ollie that he's going to get shot for putting over NordVPN I'm going to get shot uh, well that, that's what he says uh, didn't, start the, didn't start the news until 1 minute 45 I'd be pissed so I mean he's saying I would be pissed so I don't know if he's saying that he was really angry mm. and then was pissed. Or he watched it and be like, if I was really mad about the situation, I would be pissed. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. But, you know, we need to pay for all that free content we give you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also got this email in from... Where is it I wanted to do? Which one was it? No, it wasn't that one. I could have prepared this, but I wanted to bring up that one because it made me laugh. Um... Uh, we have uh, okay yeah here's where we go um daniel also emailed in to say uh unsure if you're aware but on the advert you guys have for ww being on bt sport it mentions that it starts on the 15th of january it's already started i know yeah yeah that's not us that's bt's request bt re- asked us to record that advert saying that it starts on the 15th and then they also asked us to sort of start one that said it starts now yeah so the ones where it says it starts on the 15th are running up until the 15th and then afterwards it says now but that was BT's request. It's not us. We, uh, we also don't put the adverts in. Mm. But yeah, th- thanks for listening to the adverts. That's a great way to support the show. Frank! <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, that's strange, isn't it? I never really thought about that at the time because WWE's Sky deal ended on the 31st of December. Mm-hmm. So you'd imagine that you'd, you'd just flip over right away. But no, the, all the, the material said the 15th and they did start right away. Yeah. And it was the, the very, very specific um, voiceover thing mm. they requested from us, where it basically there's like six questions that they asked. Like, what do you want to make sure they know? And they just said, don't call us BT Sports. Not it BT Sports. BT Sport, no plural. And it just said that in every box. <laughs> I, uh, I have tremendous sympathy for that because I always hated the TV part of WrestleTalk TV. Oh, I wanted to get rid of it for ages. And then I finally did. And then people people still say, oh, yeah, I, used to, I love WrestleTalk TV. Like, no! <laughs> That's been called that for years. Hey, dude, I was called Luke Owens. Yeah, yeah. For well, like, uh, you know, for about the first 
I mean, it probably still happens to this day. Mm. Um, this also comes in from Brock, and uh, this may sound like a bit of a downer, Brock. but I did want to bring this up into something else. Oh, so he says, hey, guys, uh, I'm not sure if you're too aware of this sad news, uh, if it's reached you guys yet, but I thought I'd give it a shout-out anyway. I want to send this email to send my best wishes to my fellow SWAFT under crew members who are going through it right now whilst oh, facing insane fires currently. Uh. Close to 15 million acres have been burnt, over 14,000, sorry, 1,400 properties destroyed, and nearly 500 million animals have been killed since they started a few months ago. And they're still out of control. I drove through some of the destroyed areas a month or so ago uh, for a trip to Sydney, and it's honestly one of mm. the shiftiest things I've ever seen. Shiftiest? I mean, I'm wondering if you meant to say like an S wordiest thing, Maybe. but he's written shiftiest. Or it's an Australian piece of slang. Yeah. Uh, it's looking shifty out there, mate. It could very, very well be. Please but I let to, us know, Brock. But I wanted to bring this up because did you see that news story yesterday of this uh, model, this lady model? who started a campaign, a Twitter campaign, where she was like, I'll send you nudes if you donate $10 to this charity that's helping with the forest fires. Well, that's so wholesome. And she has raised nearly $7,500. What's her name? I think she calls herself the Naked Philanthropist or something. Australia Fire Charity Nude. (laughs) (laughs) Kaylin Ward. Uh, If anyone fancies Googling along at home, hey, only ten dollars. Uh, well, okay. I wouldn't do that. Well, of course. I no. I mean, but I was thinking of something along those lines, though. What if we did it? What send people her nudes? No, send people. Send people like so. We would do like a naked photo shoot if oh we were God. to raise a certain amount for a charity to help with the Australia fires. Because everyone is, uh, I don't think he said jumping on the bandwagon then. It's a very good thing. <laughs> I didn't even. Because <laughs> everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> Should I help Australia? No, no, I just, I, I, my mind just went for the wrong word of everyone's pitching in. Yeah. <laughs> bandwagon. Uh, yeah, that would be nice. I'd, yeah, how. We would have to do a naked photo shoot, though. If we got to a certain amount. What would the amount be? Well, name your price. How much are you willing to whore yourself out for? Well, for, that's it. For the, the 500 million animals that have been killed. Right now, I don't know my price because I haven't had to Lars Sullivan it up you know, <laughs> in the early days. So I, I don't... Yeah, but I'm, I'm worried that as soon as I put a value on... This heavenly body. Mm. Sorry, I said hairy wrong. This hairy <laughs> body. Then I don't. Maybe you know. Maybe it will just get knocked down, and I'll start. You'll find me on the streets in a couple of months. Oh, what's your need... what's your price? Ten dollars. I don't know. No, I, I, everybody's I, got a price <laughs> according to Ted DiBiase. I mean, I don't know what I was just thinking about. I was, you know, we're trying to think of out the box ideas to mm. to you know get some uh, um, get some eyeballs. On Wrestle Talk as a brand. Yes, and we can use charity as the perfect PR cynical move. You learn from the best, Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> exactly. We'll call it our own um, nudist revolution. Well, there the, are. The, 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 sorry, I'm going to close this person's page. She is. She is very attractive. Uh, the yeah. So we we. We've got a lot of swaft unders. I, I never even you know just seen the Australian stuff, and it's absolutely awful. I didn't make the connection with our wonderful swaft under uh, contingent. Mm-hmm. Tomo. Tomo, yeah, absolutely. Course, Brock. King Brock. Jade, who Jade. does our theme song. Oh, my Lord. Well, what? let's put it pod poll. <laughs> <laughs> 
How much do you think I should charge? Don't know. Don't don't give them that naked. question. Don't give them that question. <laughs> I don't, what what are we talking about here? I thought that was the main thing. Not helping Australia. <laughs> just just you know, I thought it'd be a, maybe a fun thing to do to to raise some money for charity because we could we can use our platform. We've been talking about trying to use our platform better in 2020 we were talking about doing some stuff with mind maybe mm. to try and like promote mental health awareness i'm just thinking i don't know maybe we can use this platform for some good other than annoying frank with our free content yeah oh someone's uh someone's popping in right now in. oh it's, it's pete Hi, hello pete what's pete doing here i've got a question for you chopper hey. how <laughs> much so all this money would go to charity how much would you have to make for charity to make a nude photo shoot worth it? A nude photo shoot? Yeah. So this is just you. I don't know. Mm. A lot. Yeah. I think. But what is that? I don't, I don't know what a lot is in yeah, my head. For I don't it. know what a lot is either, but a lot. We should do this on the live stream. We're going to mm. put it into the chat. Maybe, well, maybe a million. A million Bloody hell for a million. million You're not a worth a million, million pounds <laughs> Get off your high horse Is that what we're calling it these days? Yeah. Uh, no, it's that box. <laughs> <laughs> uh we we've got to do the actual show. Peace out on a box to do the news. TBC to be continued for another time. Oh, we've got so many other emails as well. But anyway, we're going to bring this episode to a close. Thank you so, so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back on th uh, Thursday with the AEW review, the NXT review, and all the other good stuff that we do. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.